You're listening to Different Things Can Be Sad. Hello and welcome to Different Things Can Be Sad, where it's cool to care about politics and pop culture. I'm Yasmin Lomax. And I'm Mike Ahan. And we are your hosts of this monthly politics and pop culture podcast. And we are recording in person. Live, but not live. No, the, the live bit was unfortunately a yes. live, Micah. Um, the in-person bit, totally true. Yes. We haven't done this in a while, but for the first time in... How long has it been? Gosh, maybe almost a year, I think. Like April 2022. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah. So now we are recording your March episode from my apartment in New York City. Yes. Micah is visiting me at the moment for the second time this month. For the second time this month. Yeah. How has March been for you besides visiting me? Or including visiting me. We can talk about that. It mostly felt like it was visiting you. Right? You know? I was here a lot. Yeah. We had some fun times. Yeah. We went to a concert. We did. An awards show. Which sounds fancier than it was. Than it was, Yeah. We but very fun. I had lots of nice food. Yes. I ate a really good bagel this morning. Good bagel. Yeah. I think that's a, a fair summary of the high points of our marches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some good food. With all the time on airplanes, did you yes. get to read much? I did not. This was a really bad reading month. Okay, but what did, what did you get done? I did start listening to, and I'm almost done, um, Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Walkimer. So she's a botanist, and she's a member of the Padawami Nation, mm-hmm. and it's about, like, the marriage of indigenous knowledge of the earth to, like, botany and science. Interesting. And, like, I think people try and sell it as, like, a climate change book, yes, which maybe the second half is more climate changey, but it's more about, like, how do we understand nature and our relationships to it beyond like, traditional scientific knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I really like it. It's really interesting. And it, like, takes... There's a great chapter that takes, like, the format of a scientific paper. Oh. And, like, uses those as a framing device to talk about, like, how to investigate indigenous knowledge through science. Interesting. Great. And she reads it herself, the audiobook. I was going to say, how did you find the audiobook? Because sometimes things that are that, like, dense, I might find a little bit difficult as an audiobook. But... We often listen to nonfiction audio podcasts, so maybe that would... I wouldn't say it's very dense. Okay. It's like... Yeah, it's not dense at all. Oh, great. It's very... Okay. It's like... I guess the science element of it... There isn't like a lot of like... Right. Science. It's okay. like, this is how strawberries work. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's botany. It's like... Okay, There's I'm a great excited. scene of her tapping her maple trees. Because she like lives on a property with a lot of maple Amazing. in Vermont. Of course. So it's cool. Would recommend. Okay, I'm going to pop that on the list. I have actually had a really good reading month. Nice. So I'm excited to add another bright one to the list. I'm going to share four books that I read this month and loved. I know, four. But four. I'm going to do and like... you read like 11? Yeah. This Crazy. was a really big reading month for me. And I kind of didn't intend it that way. But it, it ended up that way and we're happy. Four amazing ones that I'm going to shout out very, very quickly. The first one is called I Have Some Questions for You by Rebecca Mackay. It is about a podcaster who returns to the New Hampshire boarding school she attended in the 1990s and winds up investigating the murder of a classmate. And I really like this one, number one, because New Hampshire boarding school is... They're like SEO buzzwords designed to trap me specifically. (laughs) I, I could not love anything more. 
Also, I find a lot of mysteries that I've read over the past couple years have relied too heavily on a big twist at the end. Yeah. This one is almost, like, it ends up still a little unresolved. It's more about the journey that it takes you on. So I find that the fact that it's constantly intriguing really great. And it also brings in um, points about the, like, racism in the justice system. It brings in predatory relationships in quite nuanced ways. So cool. would highly recommend that one. Would highly recommend Really Good Actually by Monica Heisey, which is very different. It's a book by a Canadian author about a woman in Toronto who's getting divorced in her 20s, which we don't read about a lot, you know? No, not really. Typically people are getting, or might not even be married in their 20s. Yeah, exactly. And they're getting divorced a little bit later. It's a heartbreak novel, but it is so freaking funny. Yeah. It's told about, like, over the course of about a year after this breakup. But in it, there is, like, peppered little chapters that might be a list of how much the phone calls with her lawyer cost. Or notes from her therapist. Or one particular amazing one about a fantasy she has involving Harry Styles. Cool. It's very, very funny. I laughed out loud multiple times. Uh, In other character-driven books, All This Could Be Different by Sarah Thungam Matthews was fantastic. This one is about a queer Indian woman who graduates into the 2008 recession Mm -hmm. in Wisconsin and is navigating romance, friendships, her family back in India, um, mental health concerns, and of course, work as well. I think it does a really good job of touching on all of those and also immigration because her family are not there with her and her uh, ability to stay in this country is really tied to what ends up being quite a toxic job. So Mm -hmm. very interesting uh, story there. And then finally, complete tone shift, Paris the Memoir by Paris Hilton. Amazing. It came out just this month and it is phenomenal. To me, this is exactly what a celebrity memoir should be. Paris sheds some really important light and provides a much needed perspective that I think has been missing on the troubled teen industry Mm. and also the media's treatment of starlets in the early 2000s. But she also fully is unapologetically herself she's not afraid to admit that she's rich and frivolous and has this like fantasy lifestyle and also owns up to mistakes that she's made so i think this was just a really really solid celebrity memoir that i would definitely recommend reading as an audiobook because she reads it and i also laughed out loud multiple times amazing that's my book roundup what did you watch this month uh many things Mm mm-hmm uh, one is a movie that you probably haven't heard of. It's a documentary called The Grizzly Truth. Mm-hmm. It premiered at the Vancouver International Film Festival, but I didn't catch it until this past month. When and was the Vancouver International Film Festival? It was in October. So it premiered at the most recent one? Yes. Nice. Um, the movie is a doc, an investigative doc, about the former Vancouver NBA team, The Grizzlies. Nice. Okay. So you've heard of the Raptors, obviously. Yes, yes. Um, When the Raptors started in the 90s, the Grizzlies also started. Okay. Um, And they immediately, they they did really well their first game, and then immediately became one of the worst teams in the NBA. No! But, like, captured the hearts of Vancouverites. Okay. And then in, like, six years after they came to Vancouver, they got transferred to Memphis. 
Oh. And they've been the Memphis Grizzlies ever since. Oh. And so the documentary is kind of an investigative doc about why the Grizzlies failed. Okay. Why they moved. And, but also a doc about, like, the importance of the Grizzlies in, like, specifically the documentarian's life, but also the life of, like, other super fans. Interesting. And it's really sweet um, at one point, but it's also, like, kind of, it's very funny. Like, at one point she's, like, looking at, like... Her like map that has like the red string. Oh, the it. classic red string. But map, she's yes. looking at it with like the Grizzlies mascot like in the whole uniform. That's funny. It's really cute. I think anyone would like it, regardless if you like care about Vancouver or the NBA. I think it's just like a very. It like goes into nuances of like race in basketball quite a bit because mm-hmm. like most of the basketball players who came to Vancouver were black. In mm-hmm. Vancouver, especially in the '90s, was not a very black city. Right. Um. But it's also, like, about immigrant identity and the weird position of being Canadian and attached to American sports. Interesting. Um, so highly recommend. Lots mm-hmm. of fun. We, I think I, we put it on just to be like, I wonder what this is like, and then watch the whole thing. Um, so I think a that's review. a good review. Yeah. The other thing is, of course, Succession. This is my thing as well. Yeah. Uh, we've only seen one episode. But I have been talking about ludicrously capacious bags oh, all week. All week. I So many good lines. Some of them not appropriate for this podcast. No, no, no. Um, but I love it so much. Really good setup, I think, for this season. We are back with the uber-rich Roy family. Yes. I think it provides a very clear look at where everyone's alliances are yes. after that was maybe left a little up in the air at the end of last season. Or it was a little more like the audience had to figure that kind of out themselves. Um, Now it's like very clear where everyone stands. We've had definitely some movement in terms of relationships and business, which I think was a really great start to the season. And I think there's going to be even bigger moves quite soon. Yeah. I also really liked how it took, like the consequences of the decisions made in the season finale Mm -hmm. were very clear. Yes. Um, And heartbreaking. Yes. How much time has passed between seasons? It feels like five months or something. Yeah. I would guess so. It, it, it seems They've like... They've moved to LA, which is kind of wild. Yes. The siblings. Yeah, the younger Roys. It's... I, I think also having the six months between seasons or so is very interesting because the other ones have all been pretty much directly... Yeah, like they start the next day. Yeah. So I think an uh, interesting move for the final season. That's yes. like a final season thing you do, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so excited. Definitely excited. We will be see. talking about this every month. Yeah. Succession, succession Sundays are back. And we're um, ready for them. Amazing. How about listening? Anything fantastic you listened to this month? Uh, there's a new Benny Sings album that's really oh. good called Young Hearts. Um, it has a lot of Remy Wolf on it. Oh, yeah. She's like the featured collaborator on a bunch of the songs, but she also very clearly sings the backing vocals for the whole album. So this is like when Haim did that Vampire Weekend album. Kind of, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But I think when Haim did the Vampire Weekend album, it was only Danielle. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's like Remy is the Danielle. Yes. Okay. Very similar. So that was great. But then also, um, the official band of Different Things Can Be Sad yes. released their first album and had their final concert. Yep. Shout out Pulp Fever. That we was the concert, the aforementioned concert we went yes. to this month. Um, their new album is called Hyper Romantic. It's amazing. It's so good. After we went to that concert, I think we, as in you and I, Micah, yeah. spent the next like however many days just like literally singing the whole album yes um i was recently driving around by myself in new jersey and was playing it and having the best time 
it is amazing. If if you like music, you will like this. It kind of touches on yes. a lot of different genres, I think. It does. And there's a song for everyone. But if it. you like the music that like we tend to recommend on this podcast. Yes. For sure. For sure. Type of music. Yeah, if you like if you like the strokes, I think are a real good reference oh, yeah. reference point. But it is so funny because all of our friends have a different favorite song on the album. Yeah. There's yeah. something for everyone. But that's perfect. It means that like all the songs are good. Yes. And it's very cohesive. Yes. We love you, Pump Fever. Our favorite band. This month, we have decided to shake things up a little bit. In honor of us recording together in person, as we did last time we recorded in person, we decided to shake up the format and do something a little fun. So today we're going to be playing a game of Would You Rather Politics and Pop Culture Edition. We're each going to... Uh, give a would you rather question about two different politics and pop culture events that have happened in the month of March. We'll give you a little brief rundown on the context of them, and then we'll have a little chat amongst ourselves of which one we would rather do or have or be involved with. Yes. So do you want to kick it off, Micah, with a politics one? Of course. Um, This one feels mildly politics and pop culture. As many of them do, I will say. Yes. There's some overlap here. That's the point of the show. This is true. Um, this month, I don't know if you noticed, but TikTok has been the news. Yes. When is it not? Yeah. So my would you rather question for you is, would you rather have TikTok or Instagram be banned? Instagram, no worry about it being banned. Mm -hmm. TikTok, on the other hand, is currently up for debate at the U.S. Congress. And it seems like I was reading that, um, when polling... Americans, two in one can Americans think two that, in one, like yeah, think that it'll be banned. Two, two in, out, two, two, in two, one. Two, two to one, like oh. people think it's gonna be banned. Not okay. in one, two to one, like they just like all Americans are like yeah, this TikTok is over, and it's because of privacy concerns. Yeah, so TikTok is owned by a Chinese company, right? Um, and they have a lot of data on you, and have they a do. lot of access to you. That's why their phone. algorithm is the so algorithm is amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. And That's why, do you remember a couple, maybe was it a year or a year or two ago? Um, gosh, I can't even remember the guy's name, but they basically found one guy that had like been dating a bunch of different yes. girls and they were all That wasn't to, that long ago. I no. Think just been... And they made like a, like a company made a billboard about it. Like it yes, blew up as yes. a thing. And all these girls were basically able to find each other. Uh, and they were like, wow, isn't it so weird that your video popped up in my feed? But it was because they all had this guy's like phone number. So they were yes, all being yes. like connected through that. It is an insane algorithm. I don't personally think it will be bad. Maybe that's just, like, naive of me, but I I don't think so. If one of them had to be banned, well, I don't use TikTok, so Mm -hmm. I think I would actually prefer Instagram to be banned because I'd rather just not use my phone. (laughs) That's fair. That's very good reasoning. I don't know, because of all the social platforms, like, I don't use, like, Twitter and Snapchat I deleted many years ago. Yeah. I maintain facebook and instagram just for keeping in touch with like family and friends like i have a lot of um relatives and friends overseas and i think that's the only reason i haven't really deleted instagram is to keep in touch with people so maybe i wouldn't want it to be banned but no i would because i would want it to be banned and us all have to come up with like a A different way. way like if everyone was just okay with like actually texting each other again yeah, because it's not the case. No, and that's the thing. Like, I, I keep Instagram because it, it's an easy way for me to watch stories and see what my friends are doing without having to, like, text them once a week and be like, what did you get up to this week? This is true. 
And it's nice because you can just reply to the story and be like, this is a cool thing that you did without it having to be a hundred different text conversations. So it definitely has value. But personally, as someone who doesn't use TikTok, I would be open to Instagram being banned so I could just not use my phone as much. That seems fair. And I feel like, I think, so the thing that I, that sucks my time on Instagram is Instagram Reels. Yes, and those yes. are only good because they're imported from TikTok. Yes, yeah. And I like the connection thing of Instagram. Yeah. So I think I'd rather TikTok be banned so that there are no TikToks on Instagram anymore. Because I don't think yes. the magic of TikToks will exist without the actual... Like, the format... The app is important to the format. Yeah. And they're not... Like, reels will become horrible without TikTok. Okay. And then I won't want to watch them. And then I'll just use Instagram to, like keep up with people and I will have a lot of my time back now I'm on your side because the thing is that is also where I am becoming addicted to Instagram and I like the other features I find non-addictive and useful like stories like I'm not endlessly watching stories I'm watching my friends ones and it's helping me keep up with people I actually the in-feed stuff I rarely look at the feed now well I actually look through it but I don't find it addictive like scrolling through it i actually get to see some really nice like photography from people because i think people tend to upload like their better stuff there um also a lot of the stuff from brands i think is like really creative and if i had a business i would want to still have this as a tool to use so i changed my mind i think tiktok and reels no more and we can just use these as like useful non-addictive tools yeah no more short form video no make it go away yeah spring back like 2005 youtubers (sighs) I wish. Yeah. Okay. Pop culture, would you rather question for you? Would you rather go to Taylor Swift's Era's tour or the Jonas Brothers A Little Bit Longer album show? Context to these is this month, Taylor Swift kicked off her Era's tour in Swift City, a.k.a. Glendale, Arizona. She has basically embarked in what will be a many months tour uh, of three hour shows i think it's three hours and 15 minutes she sings 44 songs i know the 44 songs i hate the fact that i know this yeah we know so much about this because of the aforementioned tiktok videos yes so that tour is going on uh the jonas brothers also this month uh in the lead up to their new album the album put on a five night residency on broadway in new york city one night for each of their albums. Yes. And I mention a little bit longer here because I think that is, I know the new one's called The Album, but that one's The Album yeah, for a yeah. lot of people. You know, this is the one with burning up on it. This is peak Jonas Brothers. Which would you rather? Taylor um, Swift or Jonas Brothers? I think Jonas Brothers. Interesting. Because, like, I, but it would be, yeah, a little bit longer. Because I, yeah. I watched like five reels uh-huh. from it and my the inner 12-year-old in me came out and got so excited and I just think I would feel like like it's a kind of like great nostalgia itch whereas like and I'd feel so happy yeah and it would be lovely yeah but I think with Taylor Swift I like Listening to the old stuff would give me the same nostalgia thing, mm-hmm. but I don't listen to her new stuff as much. Okay. And I think I would get really tired of just the fanfare. Okay, because I actually think I agree with you on this. I think yeah. I might want to go to the Jonas Brothers one, mainly because 
the fanfare around the Taylor Swift yeah. one is a lot. I mean, it's intimidating. On the first night, we saw people getting married at the concert, you know? I, I've seen someone get proposed to at every single one of these. Yeah, people are getting proposed to, people are getting married. There's, like, tips on TikTok and Reels about how you can buy... You should buy the food of the person first in line at the concession stand because, like... and then they might buy yours as well because yeah. the line is too long. And, like, there's videos of people camping out overnight just to buy merch. Yeah. It is... It is all... It is a whole thing. With the Jonas Brothers one also just being on Broadway, like, I could literally just go from my office after work. And yeah, it would be, be, like, nice. a very casual evening. I mean, obviously, it would still be... The atmosphere inside would still be very exciting. But, yeah. like, we're talking about a theater rather than a stadium. Yes. Um... We're, yeah, not doing these kind of tips of how to hack the system. I don't think we have to dress up in, like, specific outfits like this people are true. doing for the Eras one. And, like, not that, you know, I think other what other people are doing should affect me so much. But the Taylor Swift one is a very, very, very big rigmarole. intimidated. Yeah. I yeah. think that's it. And I think both of these have a nostalgia factor yes. for me. And I think the Jonas Brothers would just, like, really get me. Yeah. Okay, maybe the the thing we're getting at here is that we're old, and we want nostalgia, but we also just want, like, a nice, casual <laughs> I want to be home at midnight, yeah. Yeah. Midnight. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so we're both going to a little bit longer. I'm I tried so to. Sad. I, myself, and I, I think, think we need to do it again. five friends all uh, tried for tickets, and we all got put on the wait list. So sad. Yeah, not ideal. All right, hit me with a politics question, Micah. So related to Broadway, uh-huh. would you rather be sitting in Hillary Clinton's row at a Broadway show uh-huh. or be Donald Trump's cellmate? Now, you may <laughs> think these don't seem evenly balanced, but here's some context. Okay. Obviously, Donald Trump, very obvious, he was indicted this past week. And this whole it felt like the whole month of March was just waiting for Donald Trump to be indicted. And arrested. What was he indicted on? He was indicted not on, like, anything he did while he was president, but on the hush money that he paid Stormy Daniels during the 2016 presidential campaign. Stormy Daniels famously tried to expose Donald Trump's dalliances during the 2016 presidential campaign, and he paid her off, and it didn't come out until later. Um, and so he's been indicted for this okay um so he might be going to jail mm-hmm. who knows he hasn't been like found guilty of course catch up on that um, next month yeah catch up on that next month meanwhile hillary clinton went to see some like it hot with her daughter chelsea and while she was there when the lights went up i think during the intermission there were two human turds that were sitting beside her <gasps> i have so many questions Firstly, how do we think somebody managed that? Yeah, because it's not like it's, like, pitch black during a Broadway show. You wouldn't know if someone's crouching down beside you pooping. Yeah, well, maybe they brought them in, like, in a little doggy bag. How would they know to do that, though? Like, I don't think you would know that Hillary Clinton was was going to a show. That is true. Maybe, okay, maybe they saw her. They went to the bathroom. Yes. They did it. Yeah. And then they dropped it. Maybe. Maybe she, like... Could she have done it? Like, maybe she pooped during some Like It Hot? Is that what you're trying to say? I think the first time I read the headline, I was like, <laughs> did she poop? <laughs> and then it became more clear. That no, was, this was like a protest thing. Right. 
Which I also just think... Is she doing enough right now that, like, we need to be pooping beside her while she... I think it's more what she has done in the past. Okay, okay. Fair. Um, I mean, like, fair as in, like, I, I can now understand where they're coming from. Not that I condone it, but... Um... I will say I prefer that because I yeah, don't yeah. want to be if I'm his if I'm Donald Trump's cellmate that means I'm in prison and I deeply 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 don't want to go to prison. No, we hate the carceral system. It's awful. Yeah, but also I just like really don't want to be <laughs> regardless from our abolitionist tendencies. I mean, I agree, but like I just I personally really don't want to be in there. That's true. Um so that would be a huge no. But I like it's not ideal though. It's not ideal to go to a broad. You paid a lot of money to go to a Broadway show, and those poops would stink. Yeah, yeah. But and I also, will have you'd to have say, to like watch it with Hillary Clinton. I think that would be distracting for me because I think I'd be looking over at her all the time, yeah. seeing if she was laughing and stuff. Is it a funny show? Some like it hot. I don't know. I don't. I think so. Okay. Sure. I would then I would be seeing if she was laughing at the jokes. Yeah. Um, or if she was like singing along or something. Yeah. Uh, I think I would that's why to... you wouldn't see the guy pooping. Because you'd be watching Hillary too much. Or you're definitely human. Like, I don't you can't How bring, do you. Yeah, I don't know. You can't know. be a little dog into Broadway, right? I don't think so. Other than a service dog. And they are probably pretty good at not just yeah, pooping. Yeah, yeah. Just and it would be like wildly coincidental for it to poop right beside Hillary Clinton. Could you imagine? Do you think anyone stood on the poops while they were getting up? Like, when you think about it, right? They were like, they would have had to like, when everyone was getting up to leave, they would have had to pass. Yeah, I hope There's not. There's a chance someone stood on a, a, a poop, a human poop. Awful. But not still ideal. better than prison with Donald Trump. Yes, we're going to go with that one. Okay, I have one for you. Okay. Now, these stories have quite a lot of depth to them, but I'm just going to give you a, a fun top line of yes. them. Yes. Would you rather be run down on a ski slope by Gwyneth Paltrow or pay Emma Chamberlain $10,000 for a DM? So the context of these is, this month, Gwyneth Paltrow, the actress, won her $1 counter suit against a 76-year-old retired optometrist named Terry Sanderson, who claimed that she ran him over on a Utah ski slope in 2016. Mm-hmm. And he said he had all these injuries and he was suing her for $300,000 in damages. I think this was literally brought down from like millions he was trying to get from her before. Yeah. She was saying he actually ran into her and she's just like, I'm just want the dollar just to clear my name here because this yeah. is ridiculous. Um, this trial became very big news because it was super bizarre. Yeah. Um, mainly because Sanderson's lawyer, Kristen Van Orman, came across kind of fangirly with Gwyneth Paltrow. Amazing. Um, there was clips of her asking how tall Gwyneth was. And when Gwyneth was like, I'm five foot ten, uh, Van Orman was like, you're so lucky. I need to wear four inch heels to even be five foot five. <laughs> Um, she was asking if she was friends with Taylor Swift, which made a lot of headlines. This was somewhat relevant because Taylor Swift famously sued a uh, radio host who groped her for a dollar. You know, she didn't necessarily want money from him. She just wanted that wrongdoing um, recorded. So they were trying to figure out if there was some kind of, like, connection between... Bizarre. Yeah. So they were asking, like, if Gwyneth Paltrow ever bought Taylor Swift Christmas presents? It was so funny. Um, Like, betting that Gwyneth Paltrow's, like, ski suit was cuter than other people's. It It was very, very funny. They need to make it into a movie. The Emma Chamberlain story 
So the internet went wild this month when it appeared that influencer Emma Chamberlain was offering a personalized DM on her website in exchange for $10,000. So this turned out to be an old dummy product that had been set up. Yeah. Like when her website was being built, the people behind it built a, like a, a obviously fake product that they could just use to just test that the website yeah. worked. And it's not... You, you can't find it on her website. There's no bit where you can click and say, yes, I would like the $10,000 DM yeah. from Emma Chamberlain. It's this URL that is not connected to the website at the moment, but it still exists. Somebody somehow found it and then shared it online and was saying that Emma Chamberlain was asking for yeah. $10,000. Um, which one would you prefer? Okay. So I think I'd rather be run down on a ski slope by Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. because... Obviously, losing $10,000 to get a DM from Emma Chamberlain, awful. Yes. It's a lot of money. I will, I just want to say, the $10,000 DM, not real. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> it's not real. But in and this also, case, Gwyneth Paltrow did not run that person down. Well, he here's ran the her thing. down. So. But maybe, if it's choosing between, for her running. Okay, let's run say, down. let's say in, in his mind. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I would just hire a better lawyer and make some money instead yeah. of spending money for a DM. That's true. I think I would also choose the Gwyneth scenario because it is more interesting. The Emma yeah. Chamberlain one is just a story that's made out of nothing. You yes. know, she wasn't actually charging ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Anyone who knows like a little bit of website about websites would know how obvious this was. And I think people were just like eager to tear her it's so down. Sad. Or, like, I even feel bad for the people making the website because they didn't do anything wrong. Like, no. I would say almost every website you go on that sells things has these dummy products. Yeah. Like this. Like, this is common practice. They didn't do anything wrong. And it's been made into absolute ridiculousness. Um, you could say the same thing about Gwyneth Paltrow. She obviously didn't run someone down. But, like, at least the story had a bit more juice to it. Like, that yeah. lady... Asking her those questions was really freaking funny. So oh, yeah. I think I might want to be involved in that story because I think it is actually a story. Yeah. Pretty clear cut on that one, Micah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. What politics one have you got for me? Um, so would you rather buy Pope Francis's viral coat mm-hmm. or buy a new pair of shoes to ring in the new Canadian budget? Tell me more about these. So this month, the world was fully fooled by an AI-generated image of Pope Francis in a Balenciaga coat. The big white puffer. The big white puffer. It was very good. He looked so stylish. Yes, he looked drippy. And it would kind of make sense because, like, a white puffer coat would be practical for him to have. Yeah, it looked kind of like, it just, like, updated Catholic regalia. Yeah, I think he. it would be cool for him to own yeah. that. He's now in the hospital, which I feel kind of... Was this too shocking for him? What happened? He was like, I did not buy this coat! <laughs> and it was really bad. Um, meanwhile, the Canadian budget, government has released a new budget. Very okay. exciting. Not a very good budget, but whatever. Um, but I discovered, I just, I love this tidbit. Every time a government in Canada releases a new budget, so federal or provincial, the finance minister is supposed to buy a new pair of shoes. Okay. And the media for comes himself or yeah, their herself. herself. Yeah. This year, Christia Freeland went to Simon's, which is like a Quebecois department store, uh-huh. and bought a $119 pair of black pumps, which were on sale. And she uses her own money. All very important. Weird thing about Canadians, they hate it when politicians spend money on themselves. Um, okay. 
side note. And what I love about this is that I did some research and this is a tradition that has like gone back for many, many decades in Canadian politics, but no one knows why. And the first real news event about this was when the finance minister refused to do it. Oh. And then that made headlines. Okay, so you just gotta buy the shoes. You have to buy the shoes to the rules. Okay, so which one would I rather? I'm gonna pretend that I'm being given the money for both of these things. Yes. Because I don't think I can afford the Pope's... uh, Balenciaga coat. Yes. Um, So on one hand, that is more appealing because I'm getting a luxury item as opposed to $119 pumps from a department store. On the other hand... Like, I think I have my, I would have the freedom to pick whatever shoes I want. Yeah, yeah. Right? They wouldn't be too expensive because I want to be Yeah, you need to look good for optics. the people. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, we are coming into spring, summer. I don't think I'm going to need a Balenciaga white puffer coat. That's true. So, I think I'm going to go with the shoes. I'm going to pick out my own shoes. I would probably spend maybe a little, a little bit more. I think I could, I think I could push that budget a little bit further. Yeah. Um, get myself another little pair of Rothy's or something. Cute. Um, some of them like Doc Martens or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Not the boots, like a like a shoe, a shoe, a shoe. for spring summer. Yeah. I think that's I think that's what I would do. How I um, agree. Not because well, I do need new shoes, but because I just absolutely adore weird traditions like this. Yeah. I think they're so funny. Yeah. I feel very Canadian. It'd be cool I love to participate it. in that. Yeah. I. I love these little weird things. They're what, great. What shoes would you buy? I think I really like your Rothy's. I think I need a pair. My Rothy's are nice. For anyone who doesn't know, these are like a like a like a pump. My ones yeah. are like a Mary Jane yes. style, but they're like woven, so they're yes. very soft. They're very very comfy. They're machine washable. I think they're made from like recycled materials as yes. well. Yes, and they're ethically made. They're really great. I highly recommend them. Yeah. Problem with being a working lady. Yeah. Is I need shoes that I can wear to the office. Yeah. But I also really want a pair of Converse. Life is difficult, man. Could you, could you wear Converse to your office? I could, but... Is it giving... I was going to say, like, if you could wear it with trousers or something. Yeah. But would that be giving a little bit David Tennant? I was going to say it would give a little Kamala Harris. Yeah. Politics and pop culture. There we go. There we go. Okay, I have a pop culture question for you. Would you rather be involved in the Haley v. Selena feud... Or mm-hmm. the Scandoval, or Scandoval, that's how it's pronounced. Scandoval. <laughs> Very scandal. important. Yeah. Okay, context for these two. So this month, Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez, or rather their fans, were mm-hmm. involved in a very messy online feud. Um, <clears throat> so essentially the beef between these two stems back to the fact that Selena Gomez had what I believe was like an eight-year on-off relationship with Justin Bieber. Yes. Yeah, it was a like very that. long time. And then just a couple months after the last time he and Selena broke up, he got with Hailey Bieber. They got engaged and married very soon after. So he's yes. married to Hailey Bieber now. Yeah. And there seems to be a thing of people thinking that, like, Hailey masterminded this in some way. There is a bit where Justin made a joke on Ellen once about, like, it being an arranged marriage because, like, their parents were friendly or something. Yeah. Um... I think, like, a lot of people just know each other because other people know each other. Yeah. That's not an arranged marriage, but whatever. Um, so there seems to be a lot of grievance around that, which I personally don't understand. Like, I think if I was a fan of Selena Gomez, I'd be like, girl, if it didn't work out after, like, eight years of on and off, like, you're good. Like, you're like yeah. I'm, I'm glad this is someone else's problem now. But yeah. anyway. Um, 
it seemed this month that some TikToks and Instagram posts that Haley made with her friends, including Kylie and Kendall Jenner, were making fun of Selena Gomez. Now, yes. she never outright said this, but there were connections drawn yes, by fans. Yes, as the internet does. Yes. And people got very, very mad about this. Um, and it just kind of seemed quite sad, really. Yeah. Then, oh, there was a whole thing about maybe Haley copying Selena yes. with things. Um, that, again, I feel like all the things had an explanation. But yeah. Um, the other one is big news out of Vanderpump Rules world. Uh, Vanderpump Rules, if you don't know, is a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills spinoff show about the employees of housewife Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant, Sir. And it emerged this month that Tom Sandoval, who was one of the main figures in the long-running show, was cheating on his girlfriend of nine years, fellow castmate Ariana Maddox, with another castmate and the couple's close friend, Raquel Levis. So not good both of these very very messy and very very public which one would you want to be at the center of okay controversially yeah i think i'd rather be part of the scandal stuff i agree because I it's totally real agree. it again it yes like yeah i cannot imagine a worse fate than having like the machinations of my life like brutally looked at yeah by the internet yeah, and like it pulled apart yeah. in every single way. The Haley and Selena stuff is like Haley posted a picture of her and Kylie on FaceTime together and it was like a close up on like their eye and eyebrows and people thought they were making fun of Selena's IG live from like the day before when she thought that her eyebrows were over laminated and it's like that that's, that's a lot. Yeah. I that sounds awful yeah and the whole copying thing i I want to be clear i'm not on either person's side here but i just think like the copying thing i think there's explanations for each of the the points like the fact that they've got a g tattooed each of them has a significant person in their life that that could be about yeah but also like if Haley was copying selena i would just feel sad for her like i don't think that's something to be mean to someone about like if she's that if she were that insecure about, like, her husband's ex-girlfriend, like, I just think that's, like, like, yeah. I, I would feel, I, I think that situation, I have a lot of compassion for both of them there, and I'm not totally convinced there is anything there. Yes. I think they probably are not fond of each other. I wouldn't be fond of my, like, husband's ex-girlfriend of many Famously years. Famously ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and one that, like, her, whose fans contact me every day to tell me that, like, they she don't think I'm, together. yeah, I'm yeah. good enough. So, like, I totally understand those those women not enjoying each other, but I don't really from what from what I've seen, maybe I'm missing something. I don't think there's anything there. I agree with you, Mike. I don't yeah. think there's anything there. And as awful as it would be to either like w- whichever of the three people you are in the scandal situation, yeah. at least it's actually a thing. Like yeah. he one hundred percent cheated on his like girlfriend. Yeah. He this other girl, 100%, yeah, cheated on a guy who has a girlfriend, and that girlfriend is her friend. This girl, yeah. other girl got cheated on. Like, this this all, this happened. Like, it's it is reality. It's reality. And quite a salacious reality. Yeah. So, honestly, yeah, I think I agree with you. Yeah. I'd rather be at the center of something that actual. actually happened. Yeah. 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 Because you're right. Like, if, to be a celebrity, <laughs> I just have to, like, watch your back, essentially, so much. Yeah, that, like, it you sounds can't, awful. Yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, politics me up. Okay, 
This is our most, as of course, politics can get more serious. Here's our most serious one. Okay. Would you rather riot in the streets? Okay. Over an increase in the age of pension Mm. or the ending of child labor protections? Okay, context, please. So this month, I don't know if you've seen any pictures out of France, but it's been kind of crazy there. So President Macron um, proposed increasing the age um, of pensions or retirement from 62 to 64. Two years. Um, And the French people were not happy about this. And very famously, the French people are very quick to protest. Oh, they love a protest. They love a protest. protest. Specifically about labor stuff all the time. Um, And so they took to the streets. And this resulted in one of my favorite videos of the month, which is a bunch of French people sitting in a cafe and, like, literally the streets on fire behind them. (laughs) And it looks exactly like the dog meme, this is fine. Oh, yes. I like him. Um, Great. One of my favorite memes. Um... On the other hand, U.S. Republicans have been up to a lot this month, and most of that, or all of that, has been very bad. Um, But one thing they have been doing is repealing child labor laws, Um, specifically in Arkansas, specifically um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Okay, yeah. Formerly attached to the Trump presidency, now governor, um, has repealed this law. It used to be that if you were a child who wanted to work, um, uh, child is in like 13, 14, 15, the Department of Labor had to sign off on your employment Okay. to make sure that it was safe, that you weren't working too many hours. And this working would be like, I mean, I had a job when I was like 14, 15 at like a bakery. So that's what this would be. It'd be like if you wanted a little after school job. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Um, or, or are there other conditions? Like, would this be people who are, like, leaving school to do, like, full-time? Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Um, and I read this really interesting Vox article, which we'll link, which I think this often happens in a lot of politics generally, like, kind of in the TikTok thing, too, of, like, an abstraction of the real problem and a solution that doesn't actually meet that problem. So, like, with TikTok, there is a real concern about China and its like, the security threat that China faces mm-hmm. poses up to the U.S. Real thing. Mm-hmm. But the solution to that seems to be banning TikTok. Right, yeah. Which is not... The true material threat of China is the fact that they, like, own nukes. And, right. like, and if they wanted China. to, they yeah. could, like, cut off most drugs right. from America. Like, okay. that's... But, like, the app isn't, like, the real thing. Um, in the U.S., like... Child labor is actually a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like the white kids who were like put at the center of this. Like, it's not that they can't work enough. Okay. Like, they like, because the reason why they're repealing these laws in Arkansas is because, like, it, like a libertarian, like, it's the nanny state trying to like tell us what to do with our kids. Okay. But like, the children who are actually being exploited in their labor are typically undocumented immigrant children. Oh, okay. Okay who are very employed in the U.S. Right. And are getting exploited. And, like, laws like this Arkansas law help them a bit, but not a whole lot. Mm. But it kind of, it brings, like, child labor into the conversation that totally, like, doesn't actually meet any of the actual problems people are having. Yes. This is a sticky would you rather. And I feel like this is just me going to, like, like, make excuses for awful things, like, which I don't want to do. Um, let me think. Increase in pension age, 
Don't love that. No. Don't love that. I will say I thought the pension age was higher because it is higher in other countries, yes. right? It's like 65. So Yeah, yeah. Like, in Canada it is. Yeah, so that's not... I don't think they should increase it, but, like, at least they're not increasing it to, like, 70 or yes. something, you know? Okay. I mean, it's not... I, I hate wanting... I hate having to, like, make excuses yes. for this, but, like, not great. Um, child labor things. Yeah, that is very problematic because if that kind of expands across the country, that's not great. And yeah. I think it could have, like, even wider repercussions than what you mentioned like i was reading i think we've discussed it ourselves micah that uh i think it's a teen vogue article about the kids of influencers who yeah um are now growing up and are like i did not want to do that and those kids are not protected by like the the i think it's the coogan laws that like yeah it, like kids who are in movies are protected by right yeah like those kids they have they have to have, like, bank accounts that are set up so that they have, um, like, money that's secured yeah. for them. They're only allowed to be on set for, like, very short and very, like, specific hours. Yeah. But if your mom and dad are influencers, like, they You're can... You're not protected at all. No, they can have cameras on you in your home 24-7. Like, and your home cannot feel safe because, like, they can have cameras on you literally all day, every yeah. day. Um, they don't have to put any of your... Like, if they do an, if they have you in an ad for, like, diapers or something, they can have all that money. There's nothing saying yeah. that, like, they can't. So, I think even as, like, I would almost say we need more child labor laws yeah. than less because, like, we're evolving into a place where, like, weirdly, yeah, more kids are working because mm-hmm. even, even stuff like the internet, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. There are obviously, yeah, as you said, the bigger problem, the biggest problem is like, and the people we should be protecting most is like the undocumented children who are yeah. uh, being absolutely exploited. But like, I would, yeah, argue that we actually need more child protection laws because there are, there's new ways for kids yeah. to be working. Um, so, uh, I guess also because it's in the U.S., I will go with that one because yeah. um, closer to home. I, I, I don't know if I can fly to France to do a little protest. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I would agree with you. In part because there is these really sad pictures of Sarah Huckabee Sanders signing these laws yeah. into, or like these repeals into law, and she's surrounded by the saddest looking children I have ever seen. Are they actual children? They're, They're actual children who are around her who are like, you know, they do those pictures all the time of like celebrating when they like pass a law yeah, and they yeah. like bring like those who are most affected by it. Why would those kids be there? Like, because they want to work in an ice cream shop? Like, is yeah. That Okay. But they look so sad. Like, their parents were like, you can't have ice cream until you go to work. Right. Um, and I feel bad for those kids. Yeah. I think neither of these situations are good. And I want to yes. be clear that, like, yeah, oh, yeah. us choosing this I, is not us saying... Solidarity that. with the French. Yeah. But, like, it's not us saying elderly people should be worked to the bone. Like, that's not good. Um, but those poor kids. Yeah. Yeah. What a horrible situation. I really, yeah, I would advocate more child labor protection laws. Are Agreed. In, are in need. Okay, last one. This is a pop culture question. It's about the Oscars. Yes. Would you rather be Ashley Graham or Hugh Grant during their red carpet interview? Yeah. To give you some context, um, while the Oscars themselves were, like, not that exciting this year, I think yeah. once we had the slap last year, how do we come back from that? Yeah. We just make, like, 100 slap jokes that are not that funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a 
viral interview between um, Ashley Graham, uh, the model, and Hugh Grant, the actor, on the red carpet. So from the beginning, he was deeply uninterested yes. in being interviewed. You know, she was trying to ask um, what suit, what what was he wearing? And he said, yeah. just my suit. She was trying to ask him how he liked being in Glass Onion. And he was like, I was barely in it. He was, he was not, barely in it. Yeah. But a great appearance. Yeah. He was just not having the conversation. And then the interview went very downhill when Hugh Grant made a Vanity Fair reference. He said, she said something like, how are you enjoying tonight? And he was like, oh, it's all uh, Vanity Fair. But he meant the term Vanity mm-hmm. Fair. So this kind of um, fashionable worldly society where people are just involved in yes. pleasure and displays of ostentation. Yeah. She thought he meant the Vanity Fair magazine after party, Yes. And it got real awkward, and it looked like he may have rolled his eyes when he yes. was walking away. Um, which would you rather be? Yeah. I mean, Ashley Graham didn't do anything wrong. There she was. Yeah. But also, um, I understand why Hugh Grant was tired. Yes. It's an interesting one. Um, I think Ashley Graham was doing her best but in fairness the questions were not that interesting no and i could see why like maybe after doing so many interviews Hugh grant was not that excited by them yes he was like a little rude but like not too badly but like yeah i think at that stage i was like both of her questions could be better his responses could be better um the vanity fair thing was just very funny yeah i as a person I would just feel so much cringy embarrassment if I was Ashley Graham in that situation and yeah. I, like, missed his literary reference. But I think it was a totally fair one to miss because the Vanity Fair after party is, famous. is a very big deal. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost become, like, part of the Oscars. You know how we've discussed yeah, yeah. the Oscar swag bags on yes. this podcast? Like, they're not actually associated with the Oscars. And, like, the Vanity no, no, no. Fair after party is not an official Oscars event. Yes. But, like, it is. You know, yeah. people people think of it that. So I, I don't think it was wrong for her mind to jump there in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> definitely awkward. Though I will so say... So awkward. I don't think his eye roll was as bad as everyone... No, I don't think so. ...said. I think people have been quite harsh on him. As yes. if he, he became, like, the villain of the night, yes. right? I don't think he, it was that bad, but I also think, like, if I was her, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. So yeah. it, it's a hard one, because I think she was in an, a more awkward situation at the time, but had the She walked away the best, yeah. Yeah. So, which one would you choose? Oh, I don't even know. I feel like Ashley Graham is the correct choice in some ways. Yeah. 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 I think so. Though, as someone who has, like, studied journalism and interviewed people before, I really yeah. would just want to have, like, asked better questions. I yeah, think that's, that's what true. I'm, like, struggling yeah, with. Like, yeah. I know that's, like, not really even the crux of this, but I really would have rather asked better questions. But sometimes you can ask the better questions and the person's still not interested. And I that's think true. that might have happened here anyway. So yes. He was I, done. I think so. He, he maybe shouldn't have just walked the red carpet. Like, you don't have to. No, it wasn't even like he was in any movie. That's what I mean. I don't think anyone would have forced him to do it to promote their movie. Yeah. So, I don't quite understand how he the situation... They're looking pretty. He did look kind of cute, yeah. Yeah. Got all cute. Um, okay, we're going to go Ashley. Okay. I think we've been pretty unified in our opinions throughout. 
Yeah, this is why we're friends. I know. Yes, that's the thing, right? I was going to say, maybe it'd be more interesting if we disagreed, but I think it's interesting that we are both interested. How many more times can I say that? Yeah. In different things, but have the same viewpoint on... On many of them. Yes. Yes. Look at us. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Alrighty, that is it for this very special episode of Different Things Can Be yeah. Sad. This one was really fun. I really hope we can do more in-person recordings yes. very, very soon. Um, Micah, April, what are you going to get up to? You have your birthday in April. My birthday is at the end of April. Any plans? Not really. Okay. I Very hard to top last year. Yes. Last year was so good. Yeah. For those of the who don't remember, we were together and we went and saw Lord in Seattle. Yes. Yeah. I flew to Vancouver, hung out with Micah there. We drove down to Seattle. We saw Lord. It was we like ate a some cake. It was like a great day. It was beautiful out. Yeah, but it was like a ten day vacation or something as well, right? It was, it was a, a while. It was a pretty big trip. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was a good time. Um, so there's that. I kind of have a desire to like be very homey this month. I want I want to like read a lot of books. Yes. And I wanna continue making little crafts i knit a sweater in march that was my biggest accomplishment well done yeah unfortunately sweater weather is it's over yeah yeah but you'll have it for next year yeah yeah. hopefully it like stays a little warm that's the hard thing about like crochet and knitting because i feel you only want to do it in the cold weather but you need they take so long that you need to start it in the warm weather yeah i think i'm gonna knit uh out of like a more cotton like yarn Mm. so that it's a bit more breathable that's a good idea and then i can wear it longer Like yeah, that. it's my next project. Very, Very cool. excited. What about you? April, April, April. Uh, let me have a look. We're recording in my bedroom so I can look at the calendar. Ooh, not a lot. I have a concert at the end of the month. That'll nice. be exciting. Um, wonder which of my resolutions I can tick off. Um, I am hoping to do Camp NaNoWriMo in April, cool. which is a more flexible version of National Novel Writing Month in November. That one is where you have to write 50,000 words of a novel. Okay. Camp NaNoWriMo is more about setting your own goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine is to finish the latest draft of Exciting. the novel that I've been working on. So I think that'll be my big focus. And I also want to do some updates to the shared backyard I have in my apartment. And hopefully spend some time out there because I believe at the end of the month we should be getting new Emily Henry Carly Fortune books. Yes. End of April, early May, maybe? Uh, I know Emily Henry is April 27th. Okay, yeah. I really want the space nice and set up for Emily Henry reading. Yes. So excited for that. If you would like to keep up with any of our adventures, um, we are on Instagram as at DTCBS Podcast, and my personal Instagram is at Yasmin Lomax. And I'm at Micah Hahn. And we will be back next month. See you then. Bye. Bye.